You're listening to the Gender Reveal Party Podcast. I'm your host, Jay Pryor. This isn't your usual gender reveal party. There will be no baby sex parts. This is the real reveal, where we reveal gender through stories of brave humans willing to share their lived experience. Enjoy the listening. I sure enjoy making it. You know, I'm pretty sure that the first cry I ever emitted out of my body was something like, I'm a queer. Yeah, from birth, I am pretty darn positive. And for me, it showed up as gender right off the bat. I'm not kidding. I was a bald-headed baby, and my mom used to tape bows to my head because everybody, everywhere we went, thought I was a boy. So which came first, me feeling like a boy or people treating me like I was a masculine presence or a boy or an other? Okay, I'll tell you more about that story here in a minute. Today, it's me. Welcome to the Gender Reveal Party Podcast. Today, your story is me. I'm going to be jumping in there. This is Jay Pryor, your host. I'm going to be jumping in and sharing some stories. And before I go any further with this one, I have a couple of housekeeping things I want to share with you. So first of all, I would just I want to thank you so much to those of you who are already loyal listeners. I've had several of you get in touch with me and tell me that you're eating up every episode. You can't wait till the next week comes out, things like that. And I just, I got to tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm gobsmacked. I'm, I'm moved. I appreciate you so much. I just can't even tell you. So I wanted to share with you that I'm starting a new thing called a Patreon account. And I didn't really understand that much about Patreon in the beginning, and I'm starting to learn about it. And I'm excited because I get to give those of you who are my Patreon members, my patrons, I get to really focus on you. And that's so delightful for me. So of course, the podcast will be available to everyone. But if you join my Patreon account, we have different levels. The first level would just be like seven bucks a month because you love me and you think these conversations are important and you've got seven bucks to give and you'll you know have access to all the podcasts early and things like that. And then the second level is 16 bucks a month and we're gonna invite you to a quarterly Zoom call with me. We're going to make sure you get extra content. Um, like I'm gonna have some conversations that I'm only willing to have with some of you that are my patrons. There's a conversation about it, for example. This will be one of the first Zoom calls we do is to have this conversation about it, where the Gen Z generation are identifying, identifying themselves as an it. They don't want to be a male or a female, and they don't have the connotation of the word it that you all do or that some of us do. And so that's a powerful conversation I want to have, but I'm not going to have that conversation with the mass public because I'm not interested in the feedback that I'm going to get from that. So it's things like that that I'm excited about just being able to have those conversations with my patrons. So if you're in the middle level, you'll get content early. We'll do a quarterly Zoom call. You'll get invited to a quarterly Zoom call. And then um, if you're the top level, not only are you going to come to Zoom calls with me every month, but we're going to give you a coffee mug, a gender reveal party coffee mug that I have an order and I can't even, I'm so excited to get. Um, and so I am thrilled about this Patreon account. So if you're a fan, I really want to encourage you to go over, sign up for Patreon, and then um, we'll be doing extra content and we'll do a lot more just, you know, hearing from me one-on-one and Zoom calls, all kinds of good stuff. So I'm really thrilled about that. I wanted to share that with you. And last, not lastly, because again, it's I'm thrilled. We have our first sponsor. Yeah. 
I've always wanted to have a sponsor and this sponsor, I can't even tell you, I'm so tickled that it's these people. Uh, this company is called Fire and Bliss Creative and they are, Fire and Bliss Creative helps artists promote themselves, but they also help artists sell their art right online. So I've curated a collection over at fireandbliss.com. You can go over to fireandbliss.com backslash reveal and see my collection that I've curated. So that word's hard for me to say sometimes, curated. And if you use reveal as a coupon, so you're going to go buy some art. And when you get to the end, use the coupon reveal and you will get 20% off your first purchase of art. So here's the deal. They focus on artists that are all LGBTQIA plus or Black, Indigenous, people of color. So if you want to make sure that you want to buy art from either Black, Indigenous, people of color or queer folks, Fire and Bliss is where to go. Second of all, Fire and Bliss makes sure the artist actually gets the money, right? So that's part of the deal is like when we buy art from especially online, how do you know the artist is even getting the money? So Fire and Bliss really takes care of that. They take care of their artists. They take care of their folks. They take care of us to make sure that we are buying art from the people we want to be buying art for. So please go check out fireandbliss.com backslash reveal, and you'll see my curated collection, or just go shop for art at fireandbliss.com. And um, when you do, when you buy your first one, use reveal as a coupon, and you get 20% off. And Tell them Jay sent you and I'm excited. Well, they'll know that because you said review, you use the reveal coupon. So anyway, I'm really excited about that and thrilled to have Fire and Bliss and appreciate them so much uh, for coming on as our first sponsor. So now back to my story. So here I am, I'm a baby, right? A baby. <laughs> I don't, I, now granted, I didn't have a lot of hair, but I'm a baby. And everywhere I go, my mom said, people would say, what a beautiful little boy. Every time. What a beautiful little boy. So she'd put a bow on my head so that they would know that I was a girl, right? Because I guess that's important. But my point is, I felt like my whole life, people have either intuited that I was an other or assigned a masculine role to me. So I started out as a baby, had a bow on my head. Then one of the earliest memories I have is how boys it, it, there was such a difference for me in the way boys flirted with my nieces I grew up with a bunch of nieces who were gorgeous were gorgeous little girls and how boys would flirt with them and try to get their attention and get them to you know anything they'd hit them they you know when boys when we're little and it wasn't there was a different vibe with me right so boys hit me to hurt not flirt right? When I'm fighting with a boy, we were hurting each other. We weren't flirting, right? That wasn't happening. And it was so obvious, especially as I got older, how men and women interacted with me. My sister got married when I was seven and she married a man that was, that there was always just this weird feeling between he and I, and I never could understand what that was until I got older. And I realized once again, he related to my nieces in a way where he was a guy flirting with little girls. And that never landed with me. Like he didn't even attempt that with me. He either treated me like I was a boy or like an other. So I've had this, you know, going up my whole life. Let's talk about jobs. Now, my first job, my niece and I contracted mowing. So we're like a lot of boys do. We were mowing lawns. <laughs> and so my niece and I did that. And then my niece and I got jobs together. 
um, at our first job was at a carryout at a grocery store. So back in the day uh, when I was coming up, when you went to a grocery store, not only did you have a young person usually sacking your groceries, they'd put them in bags for you, but they'd carry them out to your car. And that was my first job. I would bag groceries. I'm a really good bagger, by the way. I would bag groceries and then I'd take them out to people's car. And me and my niece were the very first two female grocery carryouts that ever existed in my town, ever. Here's the interesting part. As we got older, right, we're 14 when we started those jobs, 14 or 15, I can't remember, but young. As we got older, my niece, who again, my niece and I grew up together when she's one of those people in sixth grade with me that started turning into a girl in sixth grade. When everybody, all the sixth grade and then junior high, all my friends started carrying purses, wearing makeup, talking about periods, being all interested in boys all the time. And I started a hat collection in seventh grade, right? Because I like to wear hats. So it's just so funny that like there are all the things that girls were supposed to do and that seemed like were natural to all the other girls were completely foreign to me. So we get these jobs, right? My niece and I get a job and we're carryouts. Then as we aged though, this is interesting, right? Just interesting. As we aged, they moved my niece into all the typical jobs that the women did at the grocery store. So they put her into the deli. They put her into the, they put her as a checker. Now she did work in the, um, in the meat shop a little bit. Um, but, you know, she did jobs that other women did. They put me um, working produce with Marvin. I love you, Marvin. What a guy. They put me in produce. Um, they put me stocking shelves. They put me, you know, like they didn't, I did the deli for a little bit once, I think, but like, I always am in positions where I'm stereotypically male jobs. So then Pizza Hut comes to my town for the first time. Never had a Pizza Hut in my town up until this time, where this is 1982 or something, 1981 or two, three, two or three. Anyway, Pizza Hut comes to town. I'm like, I want to work at Pizza Hut. So I go apply for jobs. I apply for all the jobs. Every other girl I know that got hired at Pizza Hut got hired as a waitress. They hired me as a cook and they hired all the other boys as cooks. Isn't that interesting? So my whole life, I've had this weird kind of world where whether I like it or not, people assumed that I, they took me as a masculine presence. I had, you know, my freshman year of high school, I had all these senior friends that were gorgeous women and I would, you know, Christmas time, walk around and have them kiss me on the cheek. No other boy, no other girls were doing that. Those were boy things. Right. And so it's interesting that here I have this experience where not only do I sort of feel like I'm a fish out of water in terms of the girl stuff, but then I have the rest of the world kind of treating me like that. So then I want to make sure that you understand that sexual orientation and gender identity are not the same thing. Like they're not even close and we don't want to like collapse them. However, when it comes to my story and when it comes to a lot of Butch's stories, it can get a little collapsed because we love women so much and I love femme women so much. And there's also some kind of energy about femme women that I have this response to. And we like to call it the Butch Femme Dance in the Butch Femme community. And first of all, I want to be very clear to say this, even though I feel like I shouldn't or need to, because most of you are really savvy and smart. You already understand this, but I've done enough talks and sat on enough panels to know that these things can get collapsed. So I want to make sure 
that you understand that just because we're queer doesn't mean we don't have taste. There's this weird perception that gay people want to date everything they see or, you know, like gay men want to go after every guy they see. Just because we're queer doesn't mean we don't have taste. We're very, have very specific attraction templates. My, I have, I meet women all the time that, I mean, the A, if I'm attracted to them, they usually have some kind of queer vibe, right? They have some kind of a queer vibe. I realized I just muttered that. <laughs> so if I'm attracted to them, they usually have a queer vibe. And I'm also only attracted to very femme women who have this vibe that's very much like they like a masculine, they're attracted to a masculine presence. And so that's, those are the people I've attracted to. So this started for me in second grade. It was my day camp counselor and she was just so nice to me. And I just had this overwhelming feeling of loving her so much. I'm seven years old. My little lesbian heart was just bursting. And any lesbian you ever talk to will tell you that the feeling is not a sexual one. So you want to check yourselves around this. I'm seven years old for crying out loud. This is not a sexual thing. And every lesbian will tell you, we don't even, when lesbians are coming up, it doesn't even occur to us. For boys, it might be different because, you know, the penis runs things and we could talk, we'll talk a lot about that later when I talked about going on testosterone. But with women, especially young women, when they're coming up, the feeling is this, I want her to be my best friend. Yeah, that's it. Like you just think, oh my God, I love her and I want her to be my best friend. And so that was, I was seven years old the first time that happened to me. And then it happened to me a couple of different times and that was it. It's not like every woman I meet, I'm like, ooh, I want to be with her. Yeah, no. Plus, no queer person really wants to be with anybody who's straight. That doesn't work. So just get that through your head. And there's something important to note that there's this automatic way that the world treats me and that I resonate with that has me show up as a masculine person. And when I was forced to or didn't have a choice to do feminine things, it's awkward and uncomfortable. So there were a couple of times, for example, that I can point to in high school when I was a show choir girl, still am, I love show choir, love to sing and dance. And, you know, obviously I had to wear a dress and dance with a guy. So that was fine. I've done that my whole life. It was not a big deal. But there were certain times in the show choir world where, you know, they wanted to uh, accentuate a masculine and feminine dynamic. So show choir girls are going to sit on guys' laps and like shake our shoulders at them and do stuff like that. And for me, that was often very uncomfortable. I could sit on a guy's lap fine, but shaking my shoulders at them and like, you know, being all sexy. And there was a, there was a scene once where we were all supposed to be flirting with this, with the, it's actually our, our teacher's husband. He brought, we pulled him up on stage and we're doing some song that's, you know, a love song. And it's just, those kind of things were always so awkward. I just felt awkward. And I felt like a plain Jane. I actually had a friend one time say to another friend in front of me uh, without knowing it, um, why does Janet always have to be such a plain Jane? And that's because I'm not interested in girl stuff. Like I wasn't interested in shopping, not interested in makeup, not interested in any of those things. Now, had anybody given me a choice and said, hey, what about go, go and get into guys' ties and tuxes or anything like that? I would have been like, hell yeah, because that kind of stuff I'm attracted to. So. It's just interesting when we look at this to go, is it nature? Is it nurture? Did I 
get I was born and then all of a sudden everything that is masculine and like clothing and things like that that I love but I also don't want to be a man I'm very clear <laughs> that I don't want to be a man but I'm interested in all those things and then the world treats me like that right I get jobs for guys my whole life and look at it come on everywhere if there's a a decent blue collar worker in a job that may be stereotypically male, it's probably going to be some butch lesbian that's got that thing handled, right? So that's, it's very sometimes stereotypical and it's worth the question, right? Is this nature nurture? Who the hell knows? I don't care. When I have to ask that question, sometimes I think there's a judgment and I don't want to have to judge. What I know is it's natural for me and my whole life, it's been natural for me to be an other so I want to point to one other thing, because not only do I love the, you know, world of masculine clothing and those kind of things, but when it comes to women, man, I remember, I remember vividly the first time a femme come up and took my arm and I was, I'm escorting a beautiful woman. Let me tell you something. There's something about butches that we love this old school kind of guy romantic like let me hold the door for you kind of thing some women don't like that but you want to get this isn't the patriarchy it's not i have a penis and have power over you so i'm holding the door it's like i have the same parts as you <laughs> and i love you and respect you and i'm holding the door like it's a different conversation and i love it and so i well, first time a femme took my arm I'm like what and i noticed throughout my whole life right i started paying attention to how I modeled myself. So remember in seventh grade when I said I started a hat collection? My brother, Tim's best friend named Pat used to wear a hat and he, he still does, Pat the hat, we love Pat, hi Pat. Um, and he, my, he would come over to my house and I modeled a lot of the way I did things and the way I moved after my brother Tim because I thought he was cool. And it never occurred to me to model myself after the women in my family. I have sisters, a lot of them but it never occurred to me to want to be like them. I wanted to be like my brother. And I remember being a 18, 19, 20 something, for example. And back then he was still smoking. We're all recovering smokers. Back then he was still smoking and we just take his lighter and he would tap, he would pat out his, you know, tap down his cigarette with his lighter. Oh, that was the coolest thing I'd ever seen in my life. So I started doing that. Every time I picked up a cigarette, I'd tap it out like that. Cause that was like studly looking and masculine. There's tons of things that I did like that, where I was imitating the men in my life or imitating the masculine presence in my life versus the feminine or woman presence in my life. Now, do I feel like I was born in the wrong body? No. And the breasts needed to go. Like for me, that was totally not supposed to be there. And I'm another. I'm not a man. I'm not a woman. Once again, I'm either both or neither. I'm not even afraid of the word it. And most importantly, why I want to have these conversations and why I'm so grateful you're here is because I want my experience of being man and woman and seeing how differently I'm treated and seeing all the limits I get put on my expression. I want you to be free, to be expressed in however you want to be expressed. And I want that to be the norm. And the Gen Z generation's got that figured out, but we got to catch up. And so I'm hoping that I can 
be a catalyst for that. I really appreciate you being here today. I hope you've enjoyed some of my insights. Um, I've got more stories to tell and uh, more insights to share. I plan to share with you my physical transition. I want to have some conversations about what's going on in the world right now. I hope you go to Patreon and become a patron and um, we'll start doing some stuff behind the scenes so that we can get to know each other. I'm really excited about that. Looking forward to that. And I want to mention again, Fire and Bliss, our sponsor. I'm so thrilled that we have one. Uh, Fire and Bliss Creative. Go to fireandbliss.com backslash reveal. Use the word reveal as a coupon to go buy art, right? We all, do we need art in our lives more now than ever we do, right? And we want to support these artists who are pouring their hearts out in, onto that canvas. So thank you for joining me. Thank you for being part of the Gender Reveal Party podcast. Thank you for listening. Last request, please like, share everywhere. Right. If you're on YouTube, go watch the videos like you can see me. Go watch the videos on YouTube. Subscribe if you're on and, and then go to Spotify and subscribe and then go to iTunes, Apple and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe and go to YouTube and subscribe and like and then tell all your friends. That'd be great. Again, thank you so much. You're the best and love you. Bye. Hey, thanks for listening to the Gender Reveal Party podcast. I hope you loved it. And if you did, would you take a second and go do all the things like subscribe, rate, review, tell all your friends. Apparently, if you do that, the podcast platforms are more likely to share it. And if you think these stories are important, please take three minutes to just go do that. I'd really appreciate it. Also, I'd love to connect with you on social. On Instagram and Facebook, I'm at the Gender Reveal Party. And on Twitter, I'm at Prior J. It's a real joy and privilege to bring you this podcast. Come back soon. Love you, bye. <laughs>